Welcome to Jesus Dates. When I was 15 years old, uh, just out of the blue, my parents got a divorce. Um, my dad had told us, like, oh, you know, it's just, I'm moving, it's done. mountaintop experience or a long walk through a valley, we get to hear all about it right here on Jesus Dates. All right, go ahead and start by telling us your name and something about yourself. Okay, my name is Melanie, Melanie Gallagher. Um, I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida. A couple things that just, I guess, stand out about me. I'm from Utah originally. Oh, okay. So west side over there. I grew up there um, completely different than Florida. <laughs> and I'm a school counselor. So I'm a school counselor for middle schoolers. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. It's a lot of fun. That's so cool. Yes. For middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been doing that? I'm entering my third year now. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I had to get my master's and uh, went straight into counseling after that. Wow. So, that's so impressive. Yes, it's a lot of fun. So... I have asked you to share one story with us about how you've seen God work in your life and how he's been alive and active in your life. And so I guess for you, what's that one story and where does that story begin? Yeah, my story, which is a a life changer, I guess I would say for me, would be that when I was 15 years old, uh, just out of the blue, my parents got a divorce. Um, My dad had told us like, oh... You know, it's just, I'm moving, it's done. And So he just brought it up to you out of the Yeah, it was, it was, I had already felt that something weird was going on at home. Like there was some tension and he was kind of leaving at night and then coming back. And it was, it was off. And before then, but before those little things were happening, I just, everything was perfect. You know, we would go out to eat all the time. We had a great house. We got, had a great car you know, everything felt like it just was in place. And then my dad broke the news to me and it just felt like my world fell apart. And, and did you have any siblings or is it just you? It was me and my brother. And it was a huge, complete shock for the both of us. Um, and after that, um, it was actually really funny how things work. Um, I never felt, I don't remember feeling angry at God or angry in general. Um, and how old were you at this time? 15. Okay. Oh, 15. so I was in high school. Okay. Um, now I was obviously very sad. It reflected in my grades. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to leave the house for a week. It, it was very saddening, but I never felt like anger towards God or anger towards even my dad. Um, yeah, because he, you know, he had left my mom for somebody else and I have every reason to be angry and I wasn't. Mm. Um, and I think it's because my mom had so much faith in God and she trusted in him, even though she was the one that was devastatedly, you know, devastated and hurt through it all. Um, she didn't even once feel anger towards him. She didn't once talk bad about my dad. She, you know, and at night we could sleep. At night, we had peace. Wow. And, um, so just really seeing the way that your mom was acting. Yes. Just seeing that made me feel good. And wow. um, so when I f- 
<laughs> when that happened in my life, I started saying, oh my goodness, well, my friend over here never even had a dad present in his life, oh. you know, or my mm. friend over here, she went through the same thing. Now it, it you know, I, it made sense to me and I was understanding what they were going through. Did it bring awareness to things that you weren't even aware of Absolutely. Before? And at that time I was still, um, getting my, I was in, I think my you know, later on when I started to realize all these things and I was a leader in church, um, a youth leader. And so I was, you know, able to talk to other people about this, uh, and their situations. As I got into college, my second year of college, I took a class, um, on marriage and family, just a basic class. And I saw what other people in the world are going through. I saw what, um, kids are going through and how they grow up when they have a dysfunctional family in mm-hmm. whatever, you know, sense that can be. And, I just felt God kind of pressing that on my heart and saying, uh, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to help people because you know how it feels to be hurt. You know how it feels to grow up in a family where your dad left you guys. Yes. So I started to pursue counseling, um, in my bachelor's degree, I got a bachelor's in psychology and then a minor in education. Okay. And I really, my goal was to be a marriage and family therapist. That's just what I wanted to do. So, and what was the reason? I mean, was that the reason was because of everything that you had gone through? Yes, everything that I had gone through and then just seeing what others around me were going through and, you know, hearing different stories of how that affects uh, students growing up, kids, uh, and how it affects families Mm. uh, and how they function. Did you find that? quite a few people around you had a similar Mm, story way more than I guess I would want to yes Mm. a lot of people that surrounded me had many difficulties in their families for whatever reason Uh, a lot of them were similar to mine and so I got my bachelor's in psychology and education and I'm like okay this is awesome I went straight into my master's degree okay in West Palm Beach and uh, I pursued counseling and I started with mental health therapy, started to take the classes. I started to work in substance abuse. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and Palm Beach County is very big for substance abuse. So that was the first thing, um, the first job to get my experience, even though I didn't want to do it. Okay. But any experience was, yeah. you know, I was willing to take it. So I started to work in substance abuse. And this agency that I worked for placed me in a high school to do oh. at-risk counseling. So I wasn't, I didn't have my degree just yet, my uh, master's, but uh, I just needed a bachelor's for this. And so, and so I would work with students who were at risk of getting into any type of substance abuse. So with alcohol or with drugs. Wow. So this was, this was anybody who, you know, if they have anybody in their family or any of their friends who are, um, who use alcohol or drugs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would just do a bunch of outreach projects with them. In that process, uh, God was working in a funny way because mental health was not appealing to me anymore. Uh, Marriage and family wasn't appealing to me anymore. And so what happened is I started to work closely with um, a fellow school counselor that I knew. She was a, a member of my church. Okay. And so I was, at, I was placed at her school for at-risk counseling and for substance abuse. And, but I would kind of shadow her and just sit with her and help her with the students who were learning English as a second language. And I was learning from her and learning a little bit more about the school. 
in that process, I gained this love for helping high schoolers um, find their passion in a school that they want to go to for higher education, find their passion in a career that they're interested in. And I started helping them a little bit with that. Wow. Okay. And next thing you know, I changed my my concentration in my master's and I went from mental health therapy to school counseling and I just finished I finished off uh, my master's with school counseling wow so so now how how is that how has your experience been being a school counselor it's been it's been a journey (laughs) working with middle school middle schoolers is very interesting because that age is really tough. And when I look at, back at those ages, you know, for me, those are really tough years. 11, I have 11, 12, 13, 14-year-olds. And uh, it, they, it's not the same anymore. The yeah. times have changed because when I used mm. to be that age, it was more naive, I felt. Now they know quite a bit. And I work in a Title I school, which basically means that the majority of the population of our school is um on a lower socioeconomic status and most of them about 82 percent are on like a free and reduced lunch plan oh wow uh so it's it has its challenges but i find so much joy in it and i know god has me there for a reason that's so awesome yeah it's great so i guess looking back on your whole story and just hearing this all Mm -hmm. i guess how does like what does that teach you about who god is and how he works yeah, um, God definitely, for one, he He never leaves his children alone in any moment, even if you feel abandoned in whatever way. And, you know, I've seen it in my life, and then I see it in my students. I just see it mm-hmm. in my students because my students go through crazy stories that I could never imagine that I could ever go through. Sorry, I'm tearing up a little bit oh, <laughs> just no. thinking about my students because they go through rough you're things. You're great for the job. <laughs> I just love them, love them so much. <laughs> But, um, and God is always there, you know what I mean? And he's going to provide for everything. And I was thinking about, um, my story. And when my dad left, he stepped in as my dad, you know what I mean? And he stepped in and provided when we almost lost our home, he provided a home for us. We lost our car. He provided a car for us. Um, he was always there and provided for, um, all our needs, which is what I know he's going to do for my students. I know he's going to do that for anybody who goes through any troubles, you know. Amen. So, oh, yeah. that's so Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Oh, that's so cool that you love your students so Oh, man, much. I love them so much. They're like my children. <laughs> so I guess if you could leave the listeners with just one last takeaway, yeah. uh, what, what would that be? I would say don't give up whatever your situation is don't don't give up don't give up on god have faith it's really hard it's really hard to have faith in those troubled times um but commend yourself to him every morning you know um don't skip out on that time with him don't stop reading don't stop praying don't stop listening to that worship music don't stop going to church keep on doing those things and god's going to show you that he's there for you no matter what and he's going to provide for every need If you'd like to share your story of how God is working in your life, leave us a message on our Jesus Days voicemail number 218-656-0540 or send us a message on our Instagram page at The Current Ministry. 
This podcast is brought to you by The Current Ministry, music by Azrael Post, and this is your host, Molly Duper, thanking you for joining us. And until next time, grab a friend, a cup of joe, and go have your very own Jesus date. If you know me, you know uh, my background is very interesting as far as my, my ethnicity. I'm half Peruvian, half Korean, with a Irish last name. <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's just it's just a mix. I don't speak Korean. That'd be really cool, but I speak Spanish. Okay. Have you been to Ireland? <laughs> I haven't, but that is a dream. It's on my bucket list. Okay, it is a goal for 2019, possibly. All right. So Inca Cola. Yes, Inca Cola. It. It's the best. <laughs> The gold, what is it? The golden cola. (laughs) The golden golden cola. cola. (laughs) It's delicious. (laughs) Is it your favorite drink? It's actually not, but I do love it. It's one of my favorite sodas, I could say. Is it true that it tastes better in Peru? Yes. From a glass bottle. Ooh. Those are really good. All right. Yes. That's something new. (laughs) 